it. I was sitting in a petrol station last night and I was coming and oh mother of god the window got tapped three <laughs> times in ten minutes. They are That mad. was the one lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're mental about it, yeah. That's Don't go to rock. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. I'm delighted to say Paul Finley is with us after a season in which he's rolled back the years. Paul, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, so unfortunately we're talking to you now without uh, another match to look forward to, but as the um, as the dust settles on the defeat to Kalku, are you able to look back on the whole year just yet and think yeah, it wasn't a bad year? Yeah, well, I think um, you know, gradually getting over the disappointment of the weekend just gone. Um, you know, we, we did go into the game hoping to... Uh, I suppose land a blow on the all current All Ireland champions, and yeah, you know, at times we maybe it looked like we were going to maybe create some good chances, and maybe did create some good chances in the game. But we have to admit that Kilku were really on it, and we were the better team on the day. And um, yes, since then, you know, it's just been reflecting, you know, getting over the initial disappointment, and then you know, obviously realizing that we've had a great season, Bally Bay back senior champions in twenty twenty two, and then. You know, a first for Bally Bay in in the Ulster Club Championship, and and who better than Cross McGlenn maybe to take out? So, yeah, we have to look back and, and realise it was a really good championship. Were you always going to come back this year? Was it always your intention to play club football this season? Um, yeah, you know, there's definitely been um, conversations and thoughts over the last number of years. You know, what do you go again, and do you, do you, do you keep coming back or whatever? But. Uh, thankfully, um, from an injury point of view, you know I was in good shape. Um, I try to always just keep a little bit of training up, so that always helps that you're not starting from a too low base. Because at, at the age I'm at, you know, if you if you're not, you know, in some sort of condition, you know, getting getting up to the to where the lads need to be or where you need to be and where the young fellas are these days um, would just be too difficult. So, with with ticking a few of those boxes uh, and then everything being right at home. Um, you know, I was I was always able to. I'm wanting to give it a go. Uh, we've been knocking on the door the last few seasons. Uh, this current Bally Bay team, and yeah, I just felt that there was there was still something there, and and I always wanted to give it give it another go. Paul, yeah, yeah, as you said, you had a great year in, in the Modern Senior Championship as well, and and to stop Scotstown's run for for three in a row is 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 always a nice sweet thing to do. And like, what I was wondering is, you know, in terms of the celebrations, the Monday Club, this famous Monday Club, like, is it the same when you're 39? Is it? Do you still have to be seen to be the the leader of the group, or is it you duck out at nice and early after the one night? Um, yeah, the, the Monday Club has come becoming quite famous. Um, I have to say I was part of it. I wasn't the leader of the group by any stretch. Um, I, I certainly enjoyed it. Um, it was it was really special. Like you know, we had a really good celebration coming back to the club Sunday evening and into the, the town as we call it in Bally Bay. You know, Shane is not that big a town, but um, it's the town for us. And um, yeah, it was really really good. And then Monday, as you know, that you know we we did a, a run around a couple of schools that's in within the town and the community and. Um, yeah, we all got together just around lunchtime or just after, and uh, we had a really good day. Um, yes, main part of it, but a big part of it, but not the main part. And that the young lads were driving it on, and I certainly did duck out at, at, at a time that suited me, and um, got, got home within a, a reasonable hour, shall we say. But it was really good, really, really enjoyable, and if there's nothing beats it on, on on the Monday when you have a cup back in the village or the town. I'd say when uh, when Jerome Johnston saw the draw, he was uh, <laughs> he was starting to get a cold sweat, thinking, "Oh Jesus, if we win the county championship here, this could this could get messy if we be cross with Like, was this? Uh, I'm, look, I'm sure you've had to have this conversation when when Jerome was 
originally even touted to get the job. You know, famous Kilku man. He had as as has been publicised well. Three sons and six nephews on the team. So, was this a conversation that you knew was going to have to come up, or was this something that was just settled before the the, the year even started? Well, it was settled before the year even started. To be fair to Jerome, and before he took the job, it wasn't even this year. It was uh, back maybe eighteen months ago, nearly two years ago now, when when Jerome and Mark um, Doran took up the role. You know, uh, Jerome, to be fair to him, did point out that you know in the dressing room I was there. You know that if it ever came to pass that you know Bally Bay were to get out of Monaghan, and you know the, the most difficult thing and the one that he couldn't do was to manage against his own sons and his family. So I suppose that was pointed out from from the uh, the day day dot. And I, I guess we were all thinking that if we if it does come to pass, you know Bally Bay will, will be in a good place. And sure enough, uh, this year. Um, you know, getting out of Monaghan and the draw being set up the way it was. Now we said had the, envy, the unenviable task of trying to beat Cross McGlen, but that we did, and then the fixture became a, a reality. And it was a really difficult one for Jerome. To be fair, um, I don't think anybody in the club or the team has you know has any ill feeling towards him. Um, he did what he had to do, and he did what he, he said he would have to do away back two years ago. So you know, it was a difficult situation. Didn't didn't work out great for us not having our manager on on the day. But look. Everybody understood the situation, and we move on. Yeah, for, for me, that was the thing that, like, if if it, if you'd only found out the week before that he wasn't going to do it, then that's not great. But actually, the fact that he'd all been told from the start meant that it wasn't a, a sudden change of anything, and, and that I guess makes it a bit more palatable. It's obviously, as you say, difficult. It's not ideal, but at the same time, you know the score. That's the truth, and and he stuck to his truth. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know you, you just have to respect uh, the man that, that that made the call. You know, I think he puts it back on our our, our own club, but he puts it back on Bally Bay. The fact that that was the case, you know, as I say at the time, you know, there was a feeling, you know, that we we, we had been knocking on the door in Monaghan, but not getting the job done, and. We felt that if he could get us get us out of Monaghan, we were willing to take that that risk that you know that that might happen, and and sure enough, it did. But look, it it, it wasn't um, a game changer. Like yes, it wasn't ideal, but it wasn't a game changer. Kilku came uh, last Saturday, last Sunday with a, with a uh, you know a super super performance that we couldn't match. And had Jerome Johnson been on the line, um, you know, would that have been different? Who knows? But you know, we have to accept that. You know, Kilku are really, really strong. They're current All Ireland champions, um, and they really seem to have the desire within their, their group to to be going again. Is it safe to assume that, as one of the the senior people in the changing room and in the club, I suspect at this stage with, with your uh, playing profile and still going, that you would have been relatively involved or instrumental in saying that you need somebody from outside, you need somebody of Jerome Johnson's caliber two years ago to help you get over the line? Um. I guess I, I wouldn't take all the responsibility. We certainly have a lot of experience within our team and within the club, um, and we, we always have an open and an honest conversation about who's available. Like, I suppose ideally, you always look to, to the point from within your own club, um, and you know, I suppose there wasn't anybody forthcoming. There wasn't anybody knocking on the door looking for that role, um, and we, we just automatically had to, you know, and have had to. Apart from Colin Malone, who took us um, maybe before uh, Jerome and Mark's time. Um, Colin, you know, a Bally Bay man and is, is well known in the coaching scene. You know, took the role for two years, took us to a, a semi final and final. Um, you know, just not getting over the line. So he, you know, just decided that that was enough for him. So that that left us in a position where we had to go uh, looking outside again. And such is the case with, with with a lot of clubs these days. You know, that's just what they have to do. And you know, we were no different. 
It was funny as well. Like I suppose you, you Paul, you're in the the position in the team where, as you say, you have the three young kids at home, and you can you can maybe imagine what it hypothetically would be like to, you know, down the line have to manage against your own. Like you can probably understand Jerome's perspective from 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 that from that sense of being a father as well. Yeah, you know, I did you know throw that through my head last week, and um, I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything other than understand Jerome's position. Like you know, as I say, three young fellas here. Um, of course, they're not at that stage yet, but um, just even the thought of of trying to pit against them um, doesn't sit well. Like you know, and I think that's the same for any father. And you know, Jerome was in that position last week. I haven't I haven't chatted to, to him about it, uh, but I, I assume it was a difficult week in the house. Um, you know, the three lads trying to prepare um, for for a big big game. You know, Jerome most if not all the time you know wanting them guys to get over the line you know in in every way that there was bound to be some um different emotions i say I, i'd say coming coming to to to, to four um with jerome last week but you know that's just the, the position that that both bally bay and kilku landed in uh, last week and uh, i guess it's it's history now kilku have marched on that they look forward to a semi-final and uh yeah we we have to you know just go back you know, and look forward to, to next year one of the and, the and not to layer the point anymore but um, one of the interesting things to me about the whole thing was that it became such a massive story like I wonder is that part of the function of the split season where these club games are actually getting elevated and everybody's talking about the two or three main storylines so you know there's probably loads of times where David Clifford has scored the goal that he scored at the weekend but the fact that it's this time of the year and there's not much else on and maybe the weather's slightly better than uh, it would have traditionally been when he was scoring it the footage is excellent like these things are are getting elevated were you a bit surprised by the fact that literally the whole country anybody who's following anything to do with Gaelic football were talking about it yeah it, you know it did grab a lot of attention um, I guess I, I think that's probably what's good about the split season um, we are you know in the shop window if you like uh, you know, from all the club's perspectives um, you, you get out of your club or your county uh, you win your championship uh, there's an Ulster Championship, a Leinster, Munster, Connacht, whatever it is, uh, to play in, uh, and that's where the media are focusing on because there is no other Gaelic games happening. Um, so I think that that's good, that's positive. Um, I think anywhere David Clifford's playing these days or any day, uh, people want to tune in, such as the uh, the joy it is to watch him. Um, you know, some of the things that he's doing in the game at the moment is just outstanding and you know great to watch. So you know, having the opportunity. Um, to, to watch him is, is brilliant. Um, I, I suppose that the, the coverage that you know our, our own game against Cross Midland was live on TV that went out to a lot of people. I suppose we upset uh, the odds that that evening we had beaten Cross Midland, so that was a, a big surprise to the media. It was a big surprise to everybody watching, um, and I think that probably lifted the profile of their club a little bit, and then hence the the, you know, the conversation just kept going. You know, with everybody yeah. knowing what the next fixture was, and it just kept rolling and rolling, and as you say, maybe not too many other games, and you know, happening. Um, you know, that's why it took such a spotlight. But you know, there was no, there was nothing bad about it. You know, nobody, you know, apart from Jerome feeling a little bit, you know, maybe bad about the situation that he was in. But you know, from our point of view, I think I speak for for most people in Bally Bay. Um, there was absolutely no ill feeling towards him, and and it even isn't to this stage. Like so, you know, it's one of those things that happened, and everybody moves on. The 
Yeah, I, I, I presume lifting the cup and as Shane talks about the celebrations afterwards are going to be stuff that lives with you forever but when Reen O'Neill pings in what looks like a wonder goal at the start of the game and they're massive favourites everybody I think watching is going alright it's going to be one of those days where you know this cross could be the new cross and uh, and it wasn't to be so like in a you know ultimately the Ulster campaign is not successful but that game must stand as something that you will remember for a long time yeah it is um, there's no doubt about it as I, as I mentioned earlier um, Ballybee hadn't and haven't won a, a championship uh, an Ulster club championship game in our history so I suppose we, that was some, something for us that we were targeting that we, we really wanted to, to you know, get across you know, set a new standard for the club um, but I, I guess like every game this year, you, you, you watch and you, you respect every team. You, you do your due diligence in terms of analysis. Um, you know, we, we had we all of that happening all throughout the championship, and we, we did the same across McGlen. And you know, yes, they, across this have, have the tradition. You know, all Ireland club titles, also the club titles. You know, huge, huge tradition. But we, we realised that this cross team were, were possibly just starting out on their journey. Like, and that a lot of those players would have won their first Armagh County title. So we really focused in on the team uh, that is Cross McGlen today rather than maybe the history and the tradition that they have. And it, it was all about trying, just trying to deliver a performance after that. And we, we just we, we got it right on the evening. Um, I'm sure Cross McGlen will have some regrets maybe in, in, in terms of their performance. But in, for, for us, we delivered a big performance and it was enough to get us over the line on the day. It was a special evening, really enjoyable. Um, and... Yeah, it, it's, it's it's something that got us into the next round of the Ulster Club. Like a, a week later, it was a little bit tight turnaround, especially for um, the likes of myself, but and, and, and a few others. You know, there was a few niggles came into uh, the week that what you know we were trying to prepare for Kilku, but you know that's just the way it was. We we, we played in the preliminary round. Uh, you have to uh, expect maybe the games to come taken fast in the competition. It's a super super com- competition. Is the Ulster Club, and. Um, you really are um, tested to the, to the to your level, you know, and, and the pace of the game. It's it's almost in the county. Like it brought me back to those days, you know, the pace of the game. So, you know, it's brilliant to be part of that this year and um, to get that win was was good for the club. I guess we just all have to go back now and, and assess where we're at and, and realise that we're not at the level of the, the Kilkoos who, who are winning All-Ireland titles. It's mad that you, you, you'd had to wait this long, Paul, to play a, an Ulster club game a senior club game as well because I know you were captain when Ballybay last won the county title 10 years ago but you were on honeymoon for the for the game against Kilku that year yeah yeah so that just uh, was bad luck again um, we won the championship in 2012 and um, I got married a few weeks after that and of course the honeymoon was booked and, and I suppose it was just one thing that I wasn't prepared to uh, to you know forego in, in terms of you know you put everything into football you do you, you, you you do whatever it takes, um, but I, I had made a decision that you know around the time of my wedding and the honeymoon, I wasn't going to ask my wife Donna to to put that off or whatever at the time. And yeah, maybe it's a regret. Maybe it's something that I, I, no, I, I would. It's not a regret. I was going to say, careful now, she's no, listening. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the bit no, we clip up and we're like, hang on, <laughs> you're in no, trouble. I, I, I'm pretty clear. Um, I wouldn't do it any differently if I was asked to do the same again. It would be the same uh, result, and that's just the way it happened. Uh, but it was just very lucky uh, to get the opportunity to play. Like you know, like I could have you know maybe went on and, and played you know with Bally Bay and not won another championship and, and not got the opportunity to play. So as as, as many club players do. 
you just have to take take what's given to you and accept what you what you get. But you know, I've been lucky. You know, this year has been brilliant uh, to, to experience uh, another club uh, championship, a senior championship with Bally B at 39. Um, yeah, it's it's really satisfying and give me the opportunity to play Ulster club and. I certainly enjoyed that evening in in, um, in Crow or in, in Armagh. Maybe not so much uh, last Sunday in Clonus, but look, you know, it is what it is. Do you look at Do you look at uh, Vinnie Corey getting the Monaghan job now? And, and are, are you optimistic about the? I guess the next year or two with with Monaghan because he's a man you played with for for many years in the in the white and blue. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know Vinnie really well. I had good friends with him, played with him for many years. Um, it's it's a it's a huge task uh, for Vinny, but he, he takes he takes on the role with everybody behind him. I, I don't think there's one person in Monaghan is is not totally behind Vinny Corey now at this stage and his management team and the, the senior team. Um, I think it's it's been well sort of notified over, over the last couple of seasons that Monaghan, you know, they've been expected to make the drop in Division One. It hasn't happened. Um, they're probably still expected to make the drop this year. You know, you know that there's still some transitioning. You know, we're unsure still of some guys who's coming back, who's not. But there's been a lot, a lot of good work being done in Monaghan um, it, at the development stage. You know, all the development squads. You know, they've really been a good structure in place over the last number of years. Um, there's no what you might call Conor McManus and Darren Hughes, Drew Wiley's coming. You know that we're aware of, but we're going to have to give those guys a chance uh, just to, to really shine. And no better place to do it than in Division One. And it's going, to, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult start for 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 Vinny. And his and his team, but you know, I, I wouldn't back against them. And I'm, you know, I certainly I'm not one that's expecting Monaghan to drop any any mad in, in, in any mad way over the next couple of seasons. I think uh, the standards have been very high within the group um, over the last number of years, and I think those standards will be held high, and the, the 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 team will be in a good position just to go and perform, and hopefully that 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 will uh, bode well for Monaghan. Finally, for me, Paul, there was a there was a great photo, and and you'll have you'll have seen this. Bally Pierce brother have posted the photo on Twitter, and we have it on the screen there. That every senior championship winning captain there's been from Bally Bay. So you see Paddy McCarney on the left, who managed or was captain 53, 54, 57, and fifty nine. Sean McCarney beside him for nineteen sixty nine. Jim O'Hanlon sixty two. The current captain this year, then Owen McCarney, yourself, who was captain ten years ago, and John Joe McCarney from nineteen eighty seven. Like that's a that kind of sums up what club is about the community feel, and I know it's only a small enough parish of what four thousand odd people, Bally Bay, but a photo like that kind of sums up what it's all about, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's got um, a lot of attention since since the county final, and it is. It's I don't think anybody can deny it's a really nice photograph. It's it's a nice um, moment for the club, um, and it's something to savour uh, over the the years ahead. Um, and I knew, you know, if, if you if you have some sort of you know superstitions about you. Um, you know, we us having Owen and McCarney, uh, you know, captain in the side. It's only something you can talk about after the game and after you've actually got over the line. But there was something good happening when when Owen was uh, selected to be captain this year, and it's amazing actually. You know that family. You know, Paddy and Sean would be brothers, and then John Joe. Uh, Paddy's son and and Owen Chanjo's son, um, you know all senior winning captains for Valley Bay. It's an amazing record, like you know. And then you have Jim and myself um, coming in. But yeah, it's a special one. It's a special photograph. It was a great opportunity at the time. I think Mark McGivney. Uh, we have to give credit to him. He he picked it out on the day. You know, started to to rally around and he, he mentioned it to myself. And I thought it was a good opportunity. And yeah, it's it's one that we should all be very proud of. And as a club. Um, and you're right. It, that's what the club is all about. It's 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 the tradition and looking back at teams that of old, and you know being able to replicate what those guys have done 
um, in the last few weeks has, has been brilliant, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great it's a, it's a great achievement, and one that we've we've enjoyed over the last few weeks, and we intend to savour it over the winter months. Well, enjoy it. You well deserve, Paul. Great to have you with us this morning. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Okay, guys. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mode.